From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Thursday, the 8th of December, 2022. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight story, we run through the attempted coup in Peru. There are more things happening around the world right now, though, so we'll also run through three of today's other important stories. And in our exclusive Nebula section, we discuss how a ceasefire in Ethiopia has actually caused more violence. But first, how did an attempted coup unfold in Peru? A few months ago, over on the TLDR News Global channel, we made a video about Peru's chaotic situation. But the events of the last 24 hours or so make the content of that video seem relatively tame. In the space of a day, South America's fourth most populous country has seen an apparent attempted self-coup, the impeachment, removal and arrest of a president and the swearing-in of a new one, who has become Peru's first female leader. On Wednesday, in a bid to avoid an impeachment vote set to be held a few hours later, Peru's now former president, Pedro Castillo, announced that he would dissolve Congress and install a new government of exception to rule by decree until new legislative elections could be held. The move prompted outrage at home and abroad. Members of Castillo's own government resigned in protest, including the foreign minister, who condemned what he described as a coup d'etat, and said the president took this decision without my knowledge or support. The army and the police released a statement stating Castillo's actions were contrary to the established constitutional order. Hours later, Peru's Congress met, ignoring Castillo's attempts to dissolve the body and vote to impeach and remove him, with 101 votes in favour, 6 against and 10 abstentions. Pedro Castillo came to power in a historic election in 2021. As a rural former teacher, farmer and union activist, the left-winger was elected as a political outsider, with no governing experience. He defeated his right-wing opponent, Kaiko Fujimori, the daughter of Peru's former authoritarian leader, Alberto Fujimori, in an extremely narrow contest. His 17 months in power have been tumultuous. He went through five prime ministers, scores of other ministers, as well as numerous criminal investigations, and two failed attempts at impeaching him by the opposition-controlled Congress. So, what happens now? Following Castillo's removal from power, Vice President Dina Bolutare was sworn in as the new president by the legislature. The 60-year-old is the country's first female president and will govern until July 2026, when Castillo's term would have ended. She decried her predecessor's manoeuvring as an attempted coup and called for a political truce, saying, What I ask for is a space, a time to rescue the country. Boluarte was elected as Pedro Castillo's running mate, but said she would form a new cabinet inclusive of all political stripes. As for Pedro Castillo, well, the public prosecutor's office announced that the ousted president had been detained on charges of rebellion for allegedly breaching constitutional order. It puts Peru in the perhaps unique position of having two former presidents currently in custody, as former President Alberto Fujimori is serving a 25-year sentence for charges including murder, human rights abuses and corruption. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. Vladimir Putin yesterday brought Russia's possession of nuclear weapons into the news after he suggested that he would use all means at our disposal if its peaceful means were to fail. 
He went on to say that we haven't gone mad, we fully understand what nuclear weapons are, and claimed that Russia's nukes are more advanced and state-of-the-art than what any other nuclear power have. He tempered his statements by stating that Russia isn't going to brandish those weapons like a razor running around the world, but we naturally proceed from their existence. It's a factor of deterrence, not a factor of provoking an escalation of the conflict. Interestingly, Putin's decision to discuss nukes publicly seems to have come from comments made by former UK Prime Minister Liz Truss during the summer hustings. She said she was ready to use weapons of mass destruction if necessary. Putin said that he had to emphasise certain things in response. Her comments went largely unnoticed, but they immediately emphasised our statements and used them to scare the world. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Iran has announced its first execution of a protester convicted over recent anti-government unrest. Iran's judicial news agency reported that Mohsen Shakari had been accused of blocking a street in Tehran on the 25th of September and using a knife to attack and injure a security guard from a volunteer paramilitary force often deployed during protests. Shakari was found guilty by a revolutionary court in November of fighting and drawing a weapon with the intention of killing, causing terror and disturbing the order and security of society, and was convicted as an enmity against God. He appealed, but the verdict was upheld and he was hanged on Thursday morning. Amnesty International says Iranian authorities are seeking the death penalty for at least 21 people through what it called sham trials designed to intimidate those practicing in the popular uprisings that has rocked Iran. Protests erupted in mid-September after the death of a 22-year-old woman, Marza Amini, who had been detained by Iran's morality police for an alleged improper wearing of her hijab. Yesterday, it was announced that the UK will build its first new coal mine for 30 years. This has caused media backlash, mainly due to the fact that the Conservative Party has tried to prove its credentials on the environment for a number of years. David Cameron enacted a number of policies that aimed at protecting the environment, such as investment in solar and offshore wind and the signing of the Paris Protocol. Years later, under Boris Johnson, the Conservative Party tried to re-establish itself as a party committed to the environment. In the manifesto, they committed to net zero emissions by 2050. It's been suggested that the mine will produce about 400,000 tonnes of greenhouse gas emissions per year, which is the equivalent to putting an extra 200,000 cars on the road. Finally today, we have a look at a recent story from the scientific world. Researchers have successfully sequenced DNA from 2 million years ago, making it the most ancient DNA ever sequenced, and revealed what the Arctic looked like all those years ago. The genetic material was extracted from the soil in North Greenland, which is now a polar desert. The DNA shows traces of a vibrant ecosystem, including mastodons, reindeer and geese, poplar and birch trees, and marine species like horseshoe crabs and green algae. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to see our discussion of how a ceasefire in Ethiopia escalated violence, then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. And if you've ever considered signing up for Nebula before, now might be the time to do it, as there's an offer which gets you a year of membership for less than $1 a month. 
That's huge because Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. They also get access to a ton of other exclusive ad-free TLDR content, as well as videos from all your favourite creators. The good news is, like I mentioned, our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers you some of the world's best documentaries, is offering an incredible deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $12 a year. That's all the documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream, and then more TLDR content on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and it's always ad-free. Click the link below to get both services for less than a dollar a month, a deal which doesn't last long, and support the channel.